This is Alex Santos. I am Abril. I am Susie. And this is Comadreando. Welcome, compadres, to another episode of Comadreando, the podcast where anything is possible and everyone is your best friend. And today's episode, we are talking about historical figures. (laughs) (laughs) There's more history than just U.S. history. There is. Just saying. But also, (laughs) this is a little bit interesting because specifically, you are just grabbing coffee with this historical figure. Yeah. This doesn't necessarily have to be a day-to-day best friend situation. Although, for me, the intention is to become best friends with this Got person. Got it. So you're having coffee to be best friends. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just, you know. This is the beginning of a best friendship for me. Got it. Yeah. All right. Mm. Origin story. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this is exactly this is, this is the origin story. Shall mm-hmm. we rename it to origin <laughs> stories? No. 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 Historical figures. <laughs> wow. Hard no. No. Yeah. Be like yeah, yeah. So Vito. these are these are folks from history, actual li- people who lived at some point yes. as human beings on right. this planet. Uh, Good distinction. These yeah. are actually real people. <laughs> real people. Living or not, <laughs> I don't know. But it depends w- on the historical depend. figure. How, yeah. bar- how far back in history how you decided to go. How far we roll it, okay. Uh, but were actually born and lived a human life on planet Earth. <laughs> or living a human life. Yeah, or, or living, living a human mm. life. Excellent point. Yeah. Um... I'm just yes. going to start yelling at people, Obama! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like your little doo 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 was, was, was a clue. So let's maybe, start, let's maybe start not. with you. Okay. Love me. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I, I don't know. throw you for a curveball. Uh, maybe. Okay. Maybe that was just like the oldest tune that you could think of in <laughs> right. the moment. Yeah. Historical <laughs> significance. <laughs> That's pretty much it. It's so historical Damn significance. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> okay. Obviously, real life. Woman, mm. um, the first Hispanic woman to be honored with a U.S. postal uh, post stamp. <gasps> what? Uh, Sotomayor. No. Wasn't it? No. It wasn't? No. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> Who came before her? Shit. I mean, <laughs> there's not a lot, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> They've had movies made about them. Frida Kahlo. She's Mexican. You saw my notes no, from I earlier. Didn't. No, I Wait, didn't. No, I didn't. Wait, is it Frida Kahlo? It is. Oh, I thought, I thought you meant American. No. She, but she was honored on the U.S. She was honored I, on the I stamp. thought of an American. Okay. Frida Kahlo. Yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> also feels like it may be real heavy, but also yeah. fantastic. Oh, I love her. I love her work. Yes. So um, the reason why I chose Frida Kahlo was because, in case anyone doesn't know, Frida Kahlo is a big, famous Mexican artist. Um, back and like in badass mofo. She was born 1907. Mm, mm. She contracted polio at a young age. Oh, she, get So this yeah. is all a backstory to how she became an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, then at the age of, I think, 18, around there, she got into an accident uh, while she was riding a bus. And that's what led to a lot of medical issues. And so she was bedridden for a lot, of, a lot of the time. She also had a lot of surgeries. So her dad actually gave her um, canvas and art supplies. So she started painting her pain, uh, like through her pain. And she also, um, because she didn't have a lot of interactions with the outside world for long periods of time where she had to be bedridden, mm-hmm. she did a lot of self-portraits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in those self-portraits, you could tell different emotions that she's trying to convey that she's feeling that oh man just Dude, amazing all the feels man yeah yes. seriously so, so good the fact that she's self-taught you know and that she has this profound love for animals yeah um she also used to use a lot of uh mexican mythology yeah into in her, her um into her paintings and then she also did so not uh she fell under the, the realm of surrealism, but then also magical realism, mm-hmm. which was great because if you took like her magical stuff, realism. plus you added like some Dali element into yeah. it, like that's what I think that's the reason why I like her painting from 1945, which is called Without Hope. And if anyone has ever seen it, it's the one where she's lying on her bed and it's um, like this looks almost like a phoenix, like a chicken split open. And then you see like 
guts and different like fish heads and it has like the sun and the moons out and just that hopelessness that she portrays in there is something that without any words you feel it mm-hmm. the emotion that's portrayed from that and I guess for me having the challenge of actually speaking my words or you know coming having my emotions come out verbally the fact that she could do it from a painting I want to know how <laughs> she does it mm-hmm. I want to be able to portray that not necessarily in the same way that she did so just picking her brain and talking to her and obviously like you know, she had all these big things with um Diego Rivera, but I'm not even going to go into that because it was like a relationship that was very, very toxic. But that's neither here or there. Just her and that's her a persona. Whole thing. Yeah. That could be its own other episode. So, <laughs> my big thing was that she was a fighter. You know, she was, yeah. but yet she was still vulnerable. And she showed strength and vulnerability, which I think that's very brave to show. And, and that's something that a lot of people don't necessarily take or, or they don't see that there can be strength and vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. Um, she obviously, she she's just, let's just face it, she's just a BAMF. She's yeah. an all-around BAMF. She's a badass mofo. And she Mexican. I love it. <laughs> she is Mexican. I'm not Mexican, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. No, so, and, and I would love to have like a cafecito, you know, con un pan, Hell, pan dulce yes. and like just talk about different things and yes it could be heavy because she, right. let's face She's, it she yeah. you know I th- and I think but she took those she head on that's took the, that yeah. and she made beautiful images out of it yes you know painful and sometimes you see the pictures of her and you can like yesterday when I was you know doing my final research and I saw this one picture of her not a portrait not something she painted it's just someone took a picture of her the pain and the anguish that you see in her eyes, but yet then again, her face and everything about her looks so demure, mm-hmm. and it looks very put together and composed, but if you see into her eyes, like, I got such goosebumps. Yeah. So, I was like, there's depth in there, and I think that's one of the main reasons that draw me into, you know, wanting to have met or meet her in my head, right, yeah. and have coffee with her, because... To be able to sit down with someone over coffee, which is some, that, something of a comfort thing for me, and be able to talk about deep things and go into it and, and have it become something beautiful as well, I think it's, it's brilliant, it's great, and it's very artistical, or <laughs> whatever the word I'm trying to, to yeah. find. So I, that's one of my main reasons, because I want to be able to see from... All this pain and anguish comes all this strength and fierceness. Yeah. What I always admired about her and her story is that she turned this, like, shitty hand that she was dealt in life in terms of her, of her health mm-hmm. and channeled it into creativity. Yeah. Like, that's such an amazing thing to, like, be able to reframe what you're going through and, and make it productive in mm-hmm. a way that was is I think still incomparable um, in terms of how prolific she became as an artist and the type of work she was producing and how just awesome yeah. <laughs> she is like how how do you how do you do that that's a, that would be an interesting conversation to have mm-hmm. of like wh- at what point did you make the decision of like this sucks but I'm gonna make the most of it mm-hmm. on my terms my way um, yeah I mean I anyone who and build a is, life build a career off of it you know anyone who is able to do that I just Hands down, I, I give you props. Like anyone out there who's listening and is able to do that, because I think you know it'd be so easy just to curl up into a ball and be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm always in pain. I'm yeah. This, this is it is what it is. I've been dealt a shitty situation, and and it's always going to be shitty." But you know, even the day before she died, the day before she died, July second. Let me just reference my my notes really quick so I don't <laughs> f up the day. Deep dive. Um, I didn't write down the year. Ah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Not off the top of my head. So, yeah. I want to say it was like 19, 1954. Okay. Okay. July 2nd, 1954. She was at a demonstration. <laughs> She's an activist. Yeah. You know, she She's was, an artist. She was protesting mm-hmm. yes. the CIA, you know, invading Guatemala. Yeah. The day before she died. So I'm like, you know, just being able to live your passion and go forward 
up until you the day that you pass away, like how amazing is that? Like She's that is a fulfilled mama. life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I I would love to see what her strengths are, like where she gets this energy to be able to push forward no matter what type of shit she's being dealt yeah you know whether it be in a romantic in a shitty romantic situation and you know utilizing that passion in an art form where she did a fucking painting with her damn tears like come on yeah (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. oh artist (laughs) and to like create when you don't feel like physically feel like you can't do Mm -hmm. anything still being able to create because i've been in that situation where like i sprained my back and i was lying in bed and i was like fuck everything i can't do anything it hurts to breathe it hurts to roll over onto my side she was in that situation fucking creating amazing works of art like what? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Excellent choice. Excellent choice. So that's my coffee mate. But I'm punch coffee pun for those who drink <laughs> coffee. Coffee mate. <laughs> Get it? Uh, <laughs> in case you don't know, coffee mate is a type so of creamer. Clever. <laughs> 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 too I can't stand it. Dare I say it? International delight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Creamer pun. I would totally join y'all for some cafecito <laughs> and some pan dulce late at night. Maybe with some Ron or she's my ca- She's my cafecito date. You have your own. Oh, Go. That's true. Fuchila, no. who's yours? <laughs> <laughs> Be like, get out of here. Let's get yours now. <laughs> one on one time Damn, with Frida. She's just, you know, yeah. ostracizing me. Origin stories. <laughs> right. That, that eventually from association. Then, you yeah, know. Yeah, okay. Eventually like, from, eventually from, from association. <laughs> no, no, no. Come to the next one. I'm sure this will be a series of ongoing gatherings. Of course. <laughs> Monthly cafecito meeting. Yeah. That's a fantastic <laughs> choice. Yeah. She's, oh. Even from the artistic level. Mm-hmm. Learned a lot because I went to art school. So, like, you know, totally yeah. get it. And I didn't, but I appreciate her. But see, that's either. what's great about it that you, the work that she has done has, you know, it's not something where you need to have had like this quote unquote, like, you know, artistic education, education. to get it. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. still resonate with it. And, and even those who have maybe seen it for the first time or whatever don't need that background because from just viewing it, it speaks for itself. yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. The way that um, her artwork was created and, you know, it, it's, it does have a lot of ties to like the human, like emotion and experience. And mm-hmm. I think that's why even till now, you know, people love her work or, you know, still continue to discover it and like, you know, read up about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's still showing all over the world, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, still, is still, you know, if she were alive for a little bit longer, like, she, her career is real lucrative right now, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Right? Yep. Like, um, it's like timeless stuff, I think. Actually, compadres, if any one of you out there has gone to La Casa Azul, that I which need is, to go, um, you know, the house where she grew up in and the house where she actually made a lot of her artwork and stuff, let us know at, you know on our Twitter or Instagram or Facebook page. We're at, at Comadriando Cast. I would really love to know that and connect with you and see what it is that you felt, what it is that you, you thought, you know, if there is any emotions, any thoughts that came up for you. you know, maybe you're like, "This is amazing," or maybe you thought, you know, it ain't no big deal, but I would love to connect and be able to see that. So um, yeah, maybe lift my hit up my Susie. cafecito. Or you can catch me on uh, Snippets. Mm-hmm. S-I-N-S-N-I-P-P-B-I-T-S. That is on Instagram. So hit me up. Sweet. I want to know. We okay. should also probably plan on going there. Yeah, I definitely. That's Absolutely. one of the, the places I want to go. Comadriendo from Mexico? Hell yeah. Meet oh. up. Meet up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's so much great artwork, especially in Mexico City. There's so much great artwork. Oh, I love mm-hmm. it. I love it so much. So now that we're kicking Abril out of my first coffee. <laughs> right. With, um, trying to jump in. Try, trying to. to we just trying to encroach because you, you guys know, pick really good people. Trying well, to, trying to know, move off of my person. Mutual friends here. You have here. your own. I know. I do have my okay, own. And I'm so Fuchila Pafuera, <laughs> where are we going with you? <laughs> You're not invited to this either. <laughs> it's a high. I'll invade it next time. The goal is to try and make you want to encroach on mine. <laughs> That's her underlying goal I know, right? in, uh, like, per episode. I always feel so like you guys pick better people. We're in the world. Okay, we so, so this, this, this man, man. Um, lived a long time ago. Um, and when I say long, I mean like in the 1500s. Jesus. 
Jesus. He's a little bit further back. Okay, further back. Okay. I know. I was starting to say it before he actually said 1500. Yeah, so 15, 1500. You didn't let me finish. I meant to say my, you know, great, great, Jesus. Okay, so yeah, he's a man in the 1500s. Why can't I say that? 1500s. Um, very well known in many different fields, uh, and made a lot of contributions to society, and was the bastard son of a peasant. I'll say that. Of a peasant. Mm-hmm. Were they from like England or Italy? Italy. Oh, That's a big clue. It's a big yeah. clue. Yeah. Italiano. Italiano. E io parlo italiano. That's very exciting. Is this like one of the great philosophers? Is that where we're He's headed? He's very well known, yeah. It's one of the mutant teen, it's one of the teenage mutant ninja turtles. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, either, it's, it's, it's either Michelangelo, Leonardo, Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it's one of the You one. already named him. Right. Yeah. Which one? Michelangelo. No. no, Leonardo. 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 Da Vinci. Da Vinci. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, he, as just a person, has always fascinated me because he was a Renaissance man and like polymath in the truest sense of the word. Like he did it all and he did it all brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Like he contributed, he, just a literal, like absolute genius in everything that he touched in every sense of the word, in every way. And he was like creative and like prolifically productive, right? Like he had notebooks, he had artworks, he had, you know, inventions, everything. Like he just created all of this stuff and it all came out of a single mind, right? Like he excelled at every single thing that he did. So he was a painter, he was a sculptor, he was, uh, you know, an artist uh, drawing, he was a musician uh, in science. Like he studied anatomy, he, he contributed to geology and botany and astronomy what? and cartography. <laughs> He's considered like the father of paleontology, oh. um, the field of study, and then ichnology, which is like where geology and biology meet, where you're studying like uh, animal behavior through the imprints in the uh, geologic sense so like you know footprints and burrows mm-hmm. and things like that not just fossils um which is crazy like he he originated these fields of study and he was an innovator so you know he studied mathematics he was an engineer he he studied architecture and design and he created patents and like inventions and things that at the time weren't possible but he did like the thought experiment and now like it turned into a helicopter like what like he was so far ahead <laughs> yes. of his time and his, what? yeah like he had this ability to just see so far beyond what was in front of him in his own mind like what who who how what? <laughs> uh, just, it's fascinating to me that all of these things came out of the same brain, the same person. And his fame and accomplishment like contributed to society while he was alive and mm-hmm. also beyond his own lifetime. And he's renowned as an artist and inventor and just like one of the, uh, the epitome of Renaissance men and philosopher. He was a humanist, like just so, so impressive. So I would want to sit down and just get to know him over some amazing Italian coffee. Mm. Um, and just talk to him about, to understand, like, how that, how he kept that machine churning, like, all the time. Just the creative output and the speed at which he created and wrote and, you know, synthesized thoughts and, you know, all of these just amazing things that he was able to accomplish in his lifetime. Like, how did he just keep the gears running on this ridiculous machine that he had uh, in his mind? I would want to pick that. And, and he was so far ahead of his time. And, like, imagine what he could do if he were alive now with, like, modern technological resources. Like, oh, my God. Ridiculous. He could take over the world. That'd be he crazy. Straight up take over the world. And I'd be like, yes, I will help you do that. Let's <laughs> get you as king of earth down with it he probably wouldn't want to be the king of the earth but i'd i'd, I'd vote for him <laughs> <laughs> just imagine um, i'm king of the earth yeah oh and, <laughs> yeah and i i always just sort of admired like how he sort of had like a solution-based mentality of like mm-hmm. here's the thing that i don't understand i'm going to dissect it until i do understand it and, and just keep going, no matter the roadblocks. It's like, oh, nobody knows what it looks like in, in the human body. It's like, well, I'm going to figure out a way to like convince someone to give me a dead body so that I can dissect it and have this knowledge and contribute it to society. Like That was a huge 
roadblock for people because there was all, you know, at the time there's all these things about, you know, the religious uh, ramifications of disturbing someone's afterlife and all of these like societal constraints that would have kept or did keep the ordinary person without this fascinatingly curious mind just like in place and like working within the constructs and bounds of, of normal society. He, he pushed that and he pushed it and pushed it and pushed it as much as he can and that was how he was able to contribute so much um, to society because he was just so endlessly curious about how things worked and how to make them work better or, or just understand the world better. And so that just as a person he was fascinating to me. And the other thing is like even though we have all of his like journals and inventions and paintings and artworks and writings, there's not actually a lot known about him personally. Like mm-hmm, his personal, mm-hmm. a lot of what's documented in his own writing is synthesized thoughts and not just like candid right. mm-hmm. expression. And so not a lot of people know very much about his personality. There's a lot of speculation right. about uh, he, how he grew up in his relationship with his family, which was contentious because he was the illegitimate son of a wealthy man and had a lot of legitimate siblings who were constantly fighting with him over the inheritance of the properties and things like that. And then when he was a young man, he was accused of sodomy. And so there's all this speculation about his love life and his sexual Dude. life. And, you know, that aspect of his his personal life that he didn't share with anyone, the people who were closest to him was were his apprentices, but that was a working relationship. And so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, just to get to know the man behind right. the mind... Um, the wizard. Be, yeah, fascinating to me. <laughs> the man behind the curtain. Uh, yeah, and then... <laughs> so he's not a fraud. Here's where I think the the most interesting part, and this is what I'm most interested in talking to him about. <laughs> like, uh, like I'm talking like if I, I'm going to sit down with him I next, mean, you know, next week or something. You are. Right. But in my mind, this is the conversation I would want to have, is like, he sits exactly in the middle of the Venn diagram where art and science overlap, right? Mm-hmm. And nowadays, that doesn't exist like science and art are seen as two completely separate entities two completely different fields of study they're siloed apart from each other and there's not a lot of effort or understanding of the connection between the two and that doesn't make sense to me because like i i'm a trained scientist but i have uh I don't, I don't want to call myself an artist, but I have an artistic hunger and artistic desire, and I do do some sort of artistic expression in my own life. And now I turned away from a career in science and now work with arts folks. And so being the square peg in the round hole in every room that I'm in now makes it uh, difficult for me to like try and relate to people who come from that artistic framework um, because... I feel like, it, the, like I said, that things are really separated and people think of these two ways of seeing the world as completely different, but I think that there's a lot of overlap. Like you have to, um, as a scientist and as an artist, you have to think about, you have to like think creatively about the world, right? Like you have to think about, uh, you know, artists are trying to think about how to capture and then express truths about the human experience or about the natural world or whatever, where scientists are trying to capture and document, like, the truth about the nature of the universe and the truth about, you know, just life in general. And it, it, that sort of endeavor requires creative thinking and problem-solving thinking. And so, like, to me, it's weird that 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 overlap seems to have shifted away from itself and like now they're considered two different entities in a lot of in a lot of yeah, realms like I mean, there's a lot of people there's like this movement of like STEM which is uh, science technology engineering and math to STEAM which is science technology engineering mm-hmm. art Arts. and math mm-hmm. which I think is great mm-hmm. but I would want to know like because back in the day it was just assumed you know if you were uh, any sort of educated person you had a uh, classical education in the arts and in the sciences and it was required of you to like understand math to understand proportions in order to be able to be an effective artist and all of these things that now seem to have come disjointed from each other and so I would want to talk to him about like where did we lose that overlap like how how oh. do you see us rebuilding this connection <laughs> yes. I mean and I like bringing that sort of mentality back into society um because both of both of those trains of thought required you to like look past the world as it is and and like get at the truth of what you're looking at, right? Um, well, if you really think about it, in it, that sense, they're back the same. Back in the day, they thought the Earth was flat. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of different things that have been, you know, um, found out to Over time, not be, yeah. you know, truths or to have been debunked and stuff like that. Yeah. So there was going to have to be some form of separation from the arts and from science. There's still a little bit of overlap, but if you, depending on what road or what route you take in the science department, you yeah. also have that overlap. And it's up to you, the scientists, to decide what is it that you're going to bring with you, what is it that you're going to take away, what's working, what's not working. Yeah, you know, um, but I think, so that I the, think the comments, the common I think that quality, it's still I think available. Is like, yeah, it's, it's my thing. It's like it's still available and it's up to the individual to decide what's going to work, what's not going to work, obviously. Um, but it's I think also it has to do with the fact that there's a bunch of different types of technologies that has, you know, come forward and different types of discoveries that have come forward that have led to, you know, because it's that have led to the split, but then there's also still a little bit of immersion, but they yeah. can't be but what to I'm the same like, extent as no, no, no. it was and back I, in I the totally day I totally understand that, that, but what I'm saying is, like, the school, like, as someone who was trained as a scientist up through higher le- level education, like, the school of thought behind getting a science education is is does not, like, have anything to do with what I imagine would have been an artistic education and in, in terms of, like, fostering that sort of creative... Uh, seek uh, creative search for like the truth and fact like it's it's very different I think nowadays and I feel like yes there's all of these other things these other factors of like us finding out all of these other facts that before were superstitions or were speculations um, and now there's all these other realms of study that have less to do with like that classical connection to a, a classical education um, like the one that Leonardo da Vinci received as, as he was growing up and becoming who he became. But I think there's still that, that at the core, like the curiosity and the creative thought and the problem solving thinking, like that it's common to both artists and scientists. And I feel like we're losing that more and more as these fields develop into, you know, technology and modern, what, what is considered now like modern science. And so I, I don't know. I just I I feel interesting like. Interesting enough, I feel like they're, they're merging again. You know, maybe I at hope a they one are. point yeah. they were like diverging because of whatever. But I think that now, especially with the movement of STEM, of STEAM, yeah, STEAM instead yeah. of STEM, yeah, yeah. you know, I think we're we're going back to that because there is, you know, beauty in being able to think. Um, in an abstract manner, especially when you're conducting studies, but you also get to think very factually and make yeah. sure that you don't have that, you know, testers bias and you don't have yeah, yeah. or experimenters bias. Yeah, and yeah. You don't, but you, you also know, have to just think outside the box in order to even e- conceive exactly. of hypo- hypotheses that are testable. Exactly. So I always so, feel that there is a form of art, maybe not the same art that, that you know, you come to think of. There, art is is very subjective word. No, you I know, know. because yeah. I think, you know, what what scientists are doing is very artistic, you know, <laughs> and that they're coming I up agree. with all these like, you know, they're not just coming up with shit like pulling it out of their butts. Yeah, yeah. And like be like this is my hypothesis because I thought there's about it when I was There's an art to it. There's an art you know, to designing as an experiment. There's an art to designing a course of study to get at a particular question or a particular fact that your point not fact point that you're trying to prove in your study or whatever like there there is an art to that but i think it's just also like uh, the the i i i personally struggle with this perception of like artists over here scientists over here and i'm like no but i want to play with both groups you know like these should not be separate teams i guess and and he would have been i think he's the epitome of like you can do both to a degree of success that is and, and, and excellence that is very high and do it well and you know contribute to both aspects yeah. of I think you know, it's just on a spectrum, exciting. you know, where just Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Know, like it's, it's, it's not, not a spectrum considered... where it's like it depends where you 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 yourself land. Yeah. You know, there's some people that think, yeah, art has nothing to do with But that's you know, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Society like, doesn't perceive it as no, in general. It I don't think society perceives I don't know about well, if well, well, I think if you, you both wanna, are yeah, in, going I'm to like, the same yeah, thing. In my yeah. experience, like society doesn't experience it as a spectrum. It's very much like, oh, my kid's artistic, he's not scientific. My kid is this, he's not that. Like people are so stuck on like putting labels on things um, and identifying themselves uh, in a particular category instead of on a spectrum. And I think that's part of the problem. And this is part of the conversation I would have with Leonardo, right? Like, I feel uh, like you're both saying the same thing, but just over and over again in different ways. But yes, I think there's truth to both of what you're saying. Like, yes, it's still up to the individual, right? To place themselves into whatever it is it's going to be. But yes, also societal you know, its structure has created those divides and they're more apparent 
you know, now I think. But if we go back, also thinking about the kind of education and because it's international, right? This is not U.S. We, yeah, we that's only very have true. the structure. We have the structure of what the U.S. I'm talking about of. like kids in U.S. public right. schools right, right. now. The, yeah. that's, I think that's also yeah, yeah. the thing that you're getting at where, you know, we have to look at also where... Leonardo grew up in that time frame and, you know, yes, the thoughts of the world being flat and all these other things being true. But even in that society, that well-roundedness is more encouraged than here. Like here here we're dropping art. We're dropping things that are quote unquote extracurricular, you know? Um, So, and I think it's interesting because yes, we all actually went to the same high school, which was based in math and science. So I feel like we all have that yeah and can understand that but that's the point i'm making but like I we all had went, to seek artistic expression right in some other way but and i we, also went and have yeah. a formal education in art yeah you know yeah. so um i hear you on what you're saying yeah. about the mm-hmm. stupid ridiculous divide because there is a lot of overlap and lots of things that get lost when people think that they can only be in one or operate from one realm or aspect of that you know um but also thinking of these things the people mentioned thus far are, you know, very like rare instances, yeah. you know, Frida Kahlo, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, Leonardo da Vinci, like these people are not ordinary. Okay. Yeah, like true. this is, they, <laughs> these are people that would be in Menza right, right like now. They, yeah. Well, yeah. Like these people would not be your day to day. My enough to get you know? me into Menza. Like these, my mother had me yeah. tested. <laughs> these wouldn't be your day to day regular people. No, they you wouldn't. You know, like they would still be extraordinary in, in, you know, today's yeah, aspects. Yeah, absolutely. Like, By today's standards, yes. they would not be average Josh Mo. But right. So that's the other part of this too. Yeah. It's like, but that's part yeah. of the conversation I would want to have of yeah. like you as someone who thoroughly understands both these realms of, or both these ways to think about and approach the world. Like how can we get back to that centered approach? Um, and that like balanced, uh, interaction with with the world uh given that we have this phenomenon of like this divide in in education in the u.s mm-hmm. <laughs> in right. public schools in the, yeah in the u.s yeah <laughs> um yeah so that's i don't know that's the coffee date i would want to have and of course this would become <laughs> the best friendship because like i just his, so much of his work is so fascinating his artwork is amazing <laughs> his his journals like he he had like unfinished thoughts where it's just like where were you going with that on me <laughs> <laughs> Um, like it's so cool just like snippets of ideas and just uh, you know like what how uh, wow (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) um yeah so i just want to talk to him forever uh about all of these things and try and have some of that rub off on me (laughs) (laughs) yeah I imagine half of that is just getting him up to speed. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> be like, so here's what happened in the last <laughs> 600 Few years. centuries. 500 years, yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was my goal. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. I want some coffee with some Leonardo da Vinci. I'll join yeah. you every so often because yeah. I have and a feeling that his brain won't <laughs> shut off and I'll just be like, I just need some humor. Yeah. But so I don't know, like a part of the, do you guys ever see the movie Ever After? Yes. Yeah. We, it's the Cinderella story that stars Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. and do Grace Scott as the prince with Angelica and Houston then, as the evil then, stepmother. Yeah. This was back in the 90s. And then Da Vinci, like, oh, It's one of my favorite movies. And, and part asleep. of why I love that movie so much is because Da Vinci's a character in it. And mm-hmm. so they get to, like, hang out with Da Vinci on his off time <laughs> when he's just messing around and sassing the prince. Right. <laughs> like, and so I just love the idea of having Da Vinci as a friend. Yeah, but see, even <laughs> in that example, there is that marrying of, uh, uh, you know, historic and, you know, science... In an art form, yeah, like yeah, these yeah. people imagined in Ever After. Maybe I should watch it now because I always fall asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that movie. Like the, even in this art form, right? It's movie making, it's storytelling, but mm-hmm. they still referred back to fact and this actual person. But imagining what you know, filling in kind of those gaps that we what don't his know life about. Been yeah, like, yeah, and what yeah. he would have been like as a person, right? Which takes mm-hmm. creativity, which takes mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and on that note, I feel, I feel that like you can find um, it, whatever you're looking for. <laughs> I feel that like the Discovery Channel has has done that quite often with different shows, like <gasps> Mythbusters, right. right. yeah. yes. you know, where they take um, you know the artistry of 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 making like you know cinematography or mm-hmm. whatever, but it's not necessarily a movie; it's a show, you know. Right. And then they have these, you know, they do it from what a movie is, and then they debunk or you know they prove that the science in the movie will work or not work. Work or not work, so, yeah. And I was like, man, <laughs> that's Love just it. amazing. You know, right. Love more it. and more I feel that, yes, we are 
leaning more towards including it again, but I think there are points and times where they do separate for one reason, yeah. for like a reason or another. But what I'm saying is like it's it's like Allison was saying, like the funding is what gets cut. You know, like it's it's considered an extra mm-hmm. thing instead of like an essential thing. Right. Or, you know, it's it. I don't know. Uh, we could have this conversation yeah. forever and talk in circles around it forever. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, imagine going to the Louvre and taking a tour with Leonardo da right. Vinci. Like, that's <laughs> fucking sweet. Let's do it. Tell me He's like, oh, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did that one. I did that one. All my work is everywhere. What's going on? What's going on, guys? Who's going through my journals? (laughs) Everybody. This is my own private thoughts. Everybody. He's like, I wrote backwards and upside down for reasons. Like, well, we figured this shit out. (laughs) The code. There's a whole movie about that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's my coffee date. If you don't want to come, you don't have to come. Oh, no, we'll come. (laughs) We'll join you every so often. (laughs) <laughs> it's intense. Yeah. Lots to talk about with Da Vinci. Oh, I feel like there's too many things. <laughs> That's a, like a multi-parter. Like a lot you know? of a, lots to talk about too little time. Yeah. So Ali Santo. Mm-hmm. Who's your historical Who'll be your figure? Historical fever. Fever? Figure. Fever. <laughs> historical fever. Fever. Um, well this is interesting we've all taken very different routes on this which is cool yeah yeah um my person is also not from the U.S. (laughs) 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 what does that tell you (laughs) right not a lot but also a very just kidding man down (laughs) uh also a very well-known figure internationally throughout the world um and is mostly known for the latter half of their life but was also wild and out and pretty like rebellious in their young in <laughs> their youth. out yeah but totally not known for that aspect and it's almost like a 180 for what they're known for now uh-huh. What country? Oh, that's a total giveaway. <laughs> okay, what period in history? 1800s to 1900. 1800s to 1900s. Hmm. Gotta have more clues I'll than that. There's birthday. a lot of people that yeah. like. 1869 are... is their birth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, then you you're know not going to help nobody. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, Be like, country of origin. Um, is known for similar things as Martin Luther King is now. Huh. Not in the U.S.? Not in the U.S. But in before the 1900s, from 1800. Later 1800s, 1869. Country of origin. India. Oh, Gandhi. Gandhi. Yes. Yeah. See, that's why it's a giveaway. It's a total giveaway. You know? Yeah. It's a total giveaway. Gandhi. Yes. Yeah. Um, I want to hear your, your reasoning behind it because I, I know that there's different camps. Like, either people really love Gandhi or mm-hmm. they really don't like him He's a polarizing like figure, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no in-between with this man. So I want to know. What yeah, I feel like that's the way people feel about Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and things like that, too. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's everyone's got Well, they a didn't different call Martin Luther King or Mountain Mac- Malcolm X uh, pedophiles and stuff. So True. That's why I want to know. Like, true, true, reasoning. true, true. And this is the wild and out part that I'm talking about, right? <laughs> like, it, he, the thing is... He turned a corner. Yeah. Show. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think part of my also intrigue is that how can someone this well-known for being, like, you know, peaceful and, um, you know... Um, that that feel like such a 180 from like what they're growing up like they okay so Gandhi was born into like this really elite family right mm-hmm. this fool had money okay mm-hmm. straight up it wasn't like he was one of the people that he later in life was advocating for like he came from the other side of this mm-hmm. um, you know was young and wilding out and you know um, womanizing and drinking all the time and you know in that culture you don't eat you know pork or whatever you know Cow. like. Cow. Beef. beef. Yes, beef. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I'm messing that up. 
but he was eating it. And so, like, no, no, on mommy. all, like, levels, yeah. he was just wilding the F out and just young and reckless, right? And just kind of continued on this path for, like, a good while. And then something turned, right? Like, just something turned. And he was like, let me get my shit together, right? Um, and I'm sure if people want to go into all the specifics of when this happened and what the causes are, sure. Like, you can look it up. There's tons of stuff made on him, right? There's movies. Mm-hmm. There's, like, all this written stuff. Like, there's that. But I think that is what intrigues me is you have to know darkness to know and appreciate light, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that he went into this really dark place and just... You know, it was a shit show, right? He was a shit show. Right. But then, but how do you turn that around that later in your life, like people remember you for being this really like peaceful like yeah. leader? And um, that's that question of like, how do you become old and wise if you're never young and stupid? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so it's 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 things like that. And um, you know, other leaders t- to come after, and that's why I mentioned Martin Luther King. You know, also looked at you know, his tactics and, and made a visit to India and did all this, you know, to bring that to the U.S. and, and utilize some of those same, like, skills and uh, practices, you know, here. And I think it's also interesting because a lot of this is also based in religion, right? Right. Like, which I personally, you know, am not that into. Mm-hmm. I still, you know, believe and practice to a certain extent, but it's not, like, my main guiding light, you know, in, in life, if, if you, if you want to put it like that, mm-hmm. like I can understand and appreciate where it comes from and also appreciate my upbringing. But I think it's interesting that people who, you know, are known for being really peaceful leaders, you know, no matter in what sense have also this strong connection to some religious, like some organized religion. Yes. Yeah. You know, where, you know, with Gandhi, it's Hindu, Martin Luther King, it was like his Christianity, right? Or, and it's just, I think because it's so foreign to me, <laughs> uh, but I can understand it. But it's just, you know, with my own personal qualms of like what religion tells you and like, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. all this stuff. And also in my personal identity, I'm just like, how? How do you get past <laughs> all this crazy talk yeah. and still stay calm yeah. and lead like a revolution, you know, right. but in a peaceful way, mm-hmm. right. you know? And there is a lot of personal sacrifice that has gone into it, you know, either losing lives or like fasting or, mm-hmm. you know, like all these things and, or, or letting people like hit you and turning the other cheek. You're just like, whoo, man. I do not have right? that in me. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. So that's <laughs> <laughs> something that I wish that I did. And that's why I admire these men. Right. I just don't. Right. And so that's, I think, where a lot of it is. It's, it's the, the admiration to take that route, but mm-hmm. also knowing that, you know, they have experienced these other things in their life. Um, like, what got you to there? You know, like, what got you to there? Like, tell me a little bit about your life. Give me your life lessons, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what clicked? Right. Like, like what happened that made me click? Right? Like, <laughs> what, what clicked? Like, what were these things? What was yeah. going through your head mm-hmm. when you was womanizing? You had all the money in the world. Why'd you just go and, you know, leave that and and like lead this thing like um Not i think it's straight from the horse's mouth yes as yes. opposed to yes. from like the movies and right books which and, i think why know, we also chose anecdote. all these people like we want yeah. to hear it from them mm-hmm. like yes we have these understandings of it but that's yeah historians um you know looking at other things and and everyone and it's that's all been synthesized and sanitized yes and, mm-hmm. so in the same vein of yeah, science yeah. and art right like we technically are getting this from a scientific right you have the evidence <laughs> mm-hmm. quote unquote or but whatever you also but add your own like but yes everything is subjective it. and mm-hmm. it's all interpretive like one person could have read the same journal entry or or looked at the same data or whatever they found and come with completely different stories so I mean, it's if like you want to go real deep let me tell you everything that we're living right now is subjective yes. because it's all our own mind processes yep. And we're making yeah. our own story. You guys are figments of my imagination. Right. <laughs> no, you're of mine. Yeah, everything. Everything that we yeah. talk about is, you know, subjective. And so I think that's, yes, as many movies and documentaries and books and whatever articles, ongoing thing exist, mm-hmm. right? 
it, you also have to consider all of the sources that those things came yeah. from, who created it and what it was. So, and for what purpose, yeah. Right, yeah. and what was your purpose mm-hmm. in this, right? What is your end goal in this other documentary? There's 500 more. Why are you adding another? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what is the driving thing to that? And actually, that's also the thing, too. Like, if your life warrants this many, like, <laughs> books, movies, et cetera, like, there's something here that we got to, you know, I just... Somebody's right? finding a new angle every, right? like, five years. I just years. wants to know. You know, I just, I just wants to know. So the meat of your conversation would be like that transition point in his life of him, mm-hmm. him getting his shit together. Right. And, I'd mm-hmm. be like, you was fucking shit up. Why? <laughs> you know, like what led you to that? And, yeah. uh, and I think... Probably just because he could. But right. Yeah. But yeah. that's the other part of it there too. There was probably no repercussions yeah. for him yeah, at that, that point. privilege. And that, that still happens now. You rich and you got money and you got social things. Nobody gives a fuck. You get away with murder. Yeah. Some people do, literally. literally. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like, you know, you had all this like money, power and like what, 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 what turned for you? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like what was it or and, what did it take for yeah. you to and like, how yeah. do we like replicate that across minds? Right. Nowadays. Mm-hmm. Right. To shift that frame of thinking of the people in those positions. Like, that's what I would want to know. But I feel like that is always a never ending question <sighs> because a lot of the, if we things, had the answer to that question, something called right. free will. Yeah. Right. And no matter how much you try to, how, how do you, well, or, I guess like, what it boils down to is you're asking him how he got woke and right. like, how do we wake <laughs> up other people? <laughs> But it's like, isn't this crazy? Because we as humans and the human experience, it's the same shit over and over, different time period. Yeah. You know, it's the same, same shit, cy- but a different bond. Yeah, yeah. It's the same cycle that happens over and over. And these just, these people just happen to have, you know, done something in that lifetime. Could it apply here? Sure it can. Yeah. But it's like, why haven't we learned, right? Why haven't <laughs> we learned? Yeah. 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 And it's like, we have instances of this in the past. We have like, you know, stories, concrete details, people who have lived this, there are accounts of this, but still we do the same things over <laughs> and over, you know? But that also goes back to, like, I feel like everyone, no matter how much information you give them or, like, you give them the answer, mm-hmm. you always have to just find out by yourself. Yep. Like, yeah. you got to learn it for yourself. And that's why we still fucking shit up <laughs> over and over because everybody got to learn for themselves. And it just happens to be like, what situation did you get into and what you got to learn oh, from? Oh, man, like, if you could all just learn from each other's mistakes and <laughs> we wouldn't have to make so many. I mean, there's so many, there's so many figures. Everyone we just explained and like chose has answers to life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's just that curiosity as well. Totally. You know, yeah. The, yeah, you the just curiosity, gotta know. which is, allows us to become greater than than you know the individual that we are at the moment or like curiosity is also i don't know i i I can go on forever about curiosity because i think it's super important because yes curiosity allows you to expand your mind just in terms of knowledge but it also you have to be curious in order to connect with someone with whom you don't think that you have a connection to like to to expand your the societal constraints of how you think about yourself and your place in society you need to be curious about other people on a personal level in order to be able to get past those barriers and to have these conversations about equity and equality and like you know all of these big issues that affect society it's just like because people are closed off to the idea of somebody who's not like them but you can be curious and still be closed off so that's the thing it's like curiosity goes in hand in hand with like with you know being open as well because to be curious would just be like let me get more information Uh but it doesn't mean that you're receiving it so someone can be telling you like I made these mistakes and you're not going to take it because you know you're who you are and you got to learn by you doing it. You yeah. know, it doesn't matter what everyone else but tells you. But I'm not thinking you. in that context. I'm thinking hot, in the... I'm no, think- no, no, but I'm just saying yeah. like in the fact that, you know, when we're talking about curiosity, it can, there's so many factors There's so many different things, yeah. But I'm, well. I'm, I'm talking so, in the sense of like, I have to be curious about knowing what it's like to experience the world from a, a situation that is nothing like my own in order to understand it and empathize with it and connect with it, you know? On an individual sense. Like, I have to care yeah. about somebody who, whose experience is nothing like mine. I have well, to be curious about curious that. Are two no, but, you, but that's what I'm saying. In order to care about it, you have to be curious enough about it to, like, find out. Mm-hmm. Right? But there's other components. Curiosity opens the more door. More than just curiosity. <laughs> These are philosophical loopholes. We can get Yeah, going. no, exactly. There's, <laughs> there's can, no answer. We can all yeah, yeah, one answer going. To I'm not saying it's the, the curiosity yeah. is the answer, but I'm saying yeah. it's a critical first step. I'm like, there's no one answer to this. <laughs> yeah. and, and I is think the that's... the curiosity first or is it the caring that comes first? <laughs> See, this is... This is go. Or sometimes it could even or just... Maybe I mean, if you want to take it a step further, yeah. it could just be the knowledge. Because how could you be curious of something if you don't have 
prior you don't knowledge know about to anything it. or like or something that will spark that like that knowledge that will spark you have to, to want to know you yeah know? but this is all the thing too if, if you want to know but what if you don't know what you don't know like you can't be woke if you didn't know you was asleep <laughs> you know like that's that's the other part right like yeah you, yeah but you when you're confronted <laughs> with a new avenue of information you have to be curious enough to explore it and to engage with it right know? <laughs> this could keep going. This could go forever. This is yeah, yeah. forever, but yeah, but yeah cute. Gandhi's yeah. a good choice. Gandhi. That's interesting. Really, yeah, I never thought about. It's true. My my uh, perception of him as a historical figure is based largely on the work that came after Later. he got his shit together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's something that for me as well. But I also hear the people in other camps like you that's know, why I he's have, such a polarizing I have, figure. Yeah, I have uh, friends that are just like, oh no, you know, he's bad, and <laughs> and most Indian peoples don't like him, and blah 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 blah. But then you have other people that I know that are also like, no, he was amazing, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's more of just my own curiosity <laughs> as right. to where people lie and why they yeah. lie on that certain spectrum. Um, and I'm, I'm open to hearing it, you know. It, where I lie is n- neither here nor there when I want to listen to another individual and know where they're from. And that's a fair yeah. enough question because, you know, uh, ultimately at the end of the day, everyone is a person, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone will have had some kind of human experience here. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to say that one person is completely, you know, like forgiven or whatever for all the things in their life and we just remember you as like this, this saint, like, no! You know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I think that's what happens. People disregard different pasts and different things where it's like... especially with historical figures yeah. who were famous for a particular contribution right. to the Very world. particular. A lot yeah. of historical figures are very famous for just one, one particular thing. thing yeah, you yeah. know, like, this is the thing that you will be remembered for in your life. I think that's where the intrigue comes, where it's like, I want to also know the other things surrounding that yeah, one yeah. significant event or this turning point, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, how do you get to here and what did you do after here? Like, mm-hmm. you know... I think that's where people just get obsessed with this one thing, one point where it's like the, the interest really lies in all the other parts that are missing or we don't Mm -hmm. know that much about. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, that's the same thing for all our lives. Well, who knows what the heck people are going to remember us for, (laughs) Right. right? You know? Like if you don't remember it at all, <laughs> right? Right. Who knows? Right on that scale, yeah. like who yeah. knows? But whatevskis, like you will be remembered to some extent by other people, but mm-hmm. to what people hold on to, you don't know. Yeah, you know, and you have no control over you it. You don't. Yeah, yeah. absolutely you don't. none whatsoever. Right. Like he don't know what people are talking about. He don't yeah. know about all this stuff. <laughs> you know, like going through the movie. He's like, I why mean, is that here? Right. I mean, it all depends because some people believe in afterlife, other people don't. Other yeah. people believe in reincarnation, other yeah, people yeah. don't. So it's interesting that you were talking about, and I'm just going to go back about religion mm-hmm. and how you feel that um, you know these major individuals like Malcolm X and um, you know Martin Luther King and Gandhi they had religion going for them and I just thought straight up 12 step program mm. you know because let me go to where I know not I haven't been through the 12 step program I just live in that <laughs> just to field of social <laughs> work field of, and, yeah. yeah my field of work um, that I've known for like 12 plus years so at this point you know I know that they've gone from like having it be God to having it be a spiritual being or anything that's higher than you. So they don't necessarily cram down God down your throat. God in the Christian sense. mm -hmm, In the Christian sense. They just say like, you know, the spirituality. So spirituality can mean whatever it is that you want to believe. So if I believe that this coffee mug next to me is like the elixir of life and everything to me, then and that's what's going to propel you forward. So it's it's almost that sense of hope mm-hmm. um, that they try to instill in order for you to keep going. Because once you um, don't have that or that idea of hope, like where do you turn to in your, for your time of need? Of, yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe that was something for them. You know, who knows? This is all just speculation yeah. on my part, obviously. I mean, it's got to be. They were dealing but, with major shit. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I think it's also like in those contexts, re- religion provides the moral framework right. for you to operate. Your reasoning, mm-hmm. your in, why. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the underlying or your motivation. desire. Yeah, the motivation to like create a world that is better for everyone because that's what religion teaches, right? Like you... Yeah, well, really, <laughs> we can get into it, yeah. but like the underlying <laughs> thing is to like create an experience or a world or get to a place where everyone is safe and happy and peaceful and is not right. in danger. The or idea of in, a utopia. Yeah, and so and so in order to create that, like there has to be a way to construct a moral framework that makes things fair, uh, and I think that that's where. Uh, 
these men used religion in order to advance that cause mm-hmm. with this underlying moral framework of like, if this is what we say is our ideal based on the things that we fundamentally believe as religious individuals, then this is what we're going to work for and this is how we're going to do it um, without violating our own beliefs and, and being in integrity in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's that framework too that, um, you know, maybe individuals that don't believe in a higher being or whatnot, it's the intention. So it's like yeah. going back to my intention. What is my intention? What is my framework? Yeah. What do I get to do? Where do I get to hone in? You know, what is it that like propels me forward? And you go back to that in moments of like when you feel you're going to crack, where you feel you're going to like, <laughs> you, you have know, to turn the other cheek. Oh, I God. can't, you know, <laughs> I can't. an eye <laughs> for an eye. Right. So, oh, and so then, hard. you know, because there, there are like things when it comes down to, I mean, we can get into all philosophical on this and be like, well, what really is religion and yeah. what constitutes it? Because you have like, you know, oh, people are going to hate me, Scientology or this or that. Or like, is that really a religion? Is it not? Don't come after me, Scientology. I didn't say anything bad about you. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, just different things. And it, it's, it's in human nature to try to, you know, start thinking about it. And do they go with our own personal beliefs? You mm-hmm. know, like, you know, being a woman of color, you know, that's also queer. I do also struggle with that. Like, you know, is this religion accepting of me? Is it not? Is it only accepting of me when I'm not in a relationship and not acting upon? Like, do why do I not get to have love when these individuals are preaching love? Right. You know, but right. yet anyone in right. my selective you know, love, yeah, in in my like, corner would be considered like no, you can't love because that's a sin. Um, so yeah, just different things, and I and I get it. And I mean, this is just a loophole I'm starting, but let's yeah. not go into it. Um, but I think it's just that you know, it's that frame of mind as to you're gonna something that you get to come back to, you know, your core intention. Yeah, but this is also problematic and could. Uh, I mean, I mean, it can yeah, be because because, because can, in that sense, say, like everyone you know. has <laughs> yeah. some sense of spirituality, some motivator, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And the, and then on that thing of like people just want to be happy or fair or everybody's version of happy, everybody's mm-hmm. version mm-hmm. of fair, mm-hmm. everybody, yeah, yeah exactly. and that's True. why we continue to clash. And yeah, there's you know. <laughs> I mean, that's why you got, like, white supremacists and all these other things that are, like, happening right now here in the U.S. You know, people, like, for me, the struggle is, like, creation versus evolution. It's like, do we really have to have this conversation? Yeah. Like, why can't we have both? (laughs) Yeah, sitting in church being told that the world was created in seven days, and I'm like, I studied evolutionary biology. (laughs) The evidence says otherwise. But, you know, that's my scientist nature clashing with the religious upbringing, and, you know, that happens all over the... In every... Well... Presumably. Presumably. All of a sudden, I'm not going to say in everyone's life. Right. Like, a lot of people experience that sort of conflict and have to right. find a way. They, like, all yeah. of a sudden, you become DA from the Magic School Bus. <laughs> According to my book. I mean, yeah, that's true. Everyone will experience that, you know, that kind of conflict. That, mm-hmm. And the thing is, we're all going to get information. What you do with it is what's going to dictate yeah. your life. That's, mm-hmm. that's really what it is. And it's just so yeah. infinite, the amount of ways that it can go. Mm-hmm. And, you know... I mean, good, bad, what, what's right. the difference? Right, also good, you know, bad, it's relative. Exactly. Look what yeah. you made us do, Gandhi. You made us go all up, <laughs> philosophical, all up in this day. Look at that. Our brain cells are actually working. Yeah, they're ticking. But this is the and, kind of conversation yeah. you'd want to have with Gandhi. Mm-hmm. Right. Fascinating. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. See, We're this getting is, into yeah. it here. Yeah, that's exactly So what kind yeah. of drink would you be having with Gandhi? Well, coffee. Uh, isn't I that mean, what you we're don't have to about? have coffee. It could be like a chai tea latte. Yeah. I mean, or snap. Like, give me that chai. I'm all about it. Or, like, <laughs> give, me know, that chai. give me that chai tea. I'm all about if it. If he's drinking alcohol, get alcohol. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if he's still drinking alcohol. <laughs> at this point he may be fasting and you just like right. he's, he's sitting there awkwardly drinking coffee and, and he's not you know, having anything but water right. you know you do you I'm just here to learn and, and talk you know I'm, I'm gonna respect where you're at but I want to meet later life Gandhi not wilding out Gandhi not wilding out like Gandhi. I want to have the insight at this point like, yeah, I, wanna, I think it would I wanna, be fascinating to like sit down with wilding out Gandhi and, and later life Gandhi that would be, be an like, interesting conversation true yeah and it would be totally different stories given by both I'm yeah, sure from yeah the same person but it's like I'm gonna need a TARDIS for that because that's a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of traveling and you know time jumping yeah, at that point it but is. you know everything's irrelevant you might here. collapse the universe it's a paradox you're not supposed to talk to yourself <laughs> in well, different I'm time points I'm not talking to them 
or they're not talking to, to each themselves. other. And I am the conduit to having ah, this conversation. Okay. So I guess the world will not I'm just collapse. just putting arbitrary <laughs> rules on this scenario because <laughs> I'm a jerk. It's okay. I know. But like, no more confines. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The space-time continuum, the, we have to preserve the structural integrity of the space-time continuum, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love our choices. A latte. <laughs> uh, uh, too much. You're just too clever this time. <laughs> Coffee mate. A latte. It's just, I can't. I can't. I mean, give it up for We're international delight. <laughs> Still an international delight. <laughs> Though this episode. <laughs> yeah. No, this episode was not sponsored by Coffee Mate International Delight. Though if y'all want lattes. to, we open to it. We drink right? a lot of coffee. Yeah, we do. <laughs> that is what fuels. The Be show. like Juan Valdez, call me up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah, these are these these could be never-ending conversations. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 Very intellectual, very deep, but then also very different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In many different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got your science meets art. You got your. Um, with Abril, you know, <laughs> and um, Da Vinci. Yeah. And then you have your socialist movements with, <laughs> with, with, with Wild and Out. <laughs> turn leader. <laughs> turn peaceful leader. With Ali Santos. And then we got this, like, feeling, passionate, you know, artistry. All the feels. I all know. the feels. Interesting enough. You better have a box of like tissues on that table. Way. Girl, you know, I don't, I don't know about doing tissues. I'm like, just going to go off and nod it out. Like not I, wear mascara. You got to collect it for the next Water art proof. piece. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to gotta collect the tears yeah, for, for the next Oh, yeah, you better art. have like a little jar. Right. And, right. Collect the and, tears. Then, and then I'll like there you paint go. my right. tearness. Excellent. Right. Nice. Anything that gets left behind, we can display it in a contemporary art museum. <laughs> <laughs> so let us know which historical figure you'd go have coffee with. Would it be someone from the Renaissance era? Would it be someone from nowadays? Maybe Harvey Milk? Who knows? Like, you know, someone who recently passed away? Maybe someone who's still alive? Like Living Obama? Legends. Living let legends. Us know. Living legends. Ooh, let that's us another know. episode, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, let us know what type of coffee you'd have because <laughs> let me know. I'm very interested in that. Oh, you can, you know, also send me pictures of your coffee if you would like at, su- at snippets <laughs> on Instagram. But you can also send it to us at where can they find us? They can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Comadreando Cast. That's C O M A D R E A N D O Cast. Um, so find us and like us and let us know and rate and, rate and review on iTunes. Yeah, find all of us actually. Yeah. Yeah. All of our tags are on there. So yeah. find us at Comadreando Cast and the rest. Send me pictures of coffee. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, bye.